get ready to ride Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky The Broncos lost, and uh, it shouldn't be painful, and it's not really painful, nah. but to Sean Payton, that's a painful loss right there. Yeah, I mean, watching him and Vance Joseph on the sideline, they, they were pissed, man. <laughs> I think uh, coming down to the end, um, their offense continued to make plays. I'm sure Sean was on the headside, like, what the hell are we calling? Like, <laughs> what's going on? Like. They're doing everything they can to try and get a win. I feel like we're so close, yep. but so far, I guess. Yeah, I mean, just these first two weeks, the first game, what is it, 2018? Is that Was that the final yeah. score last week? 20 to 18 uh, with a two-point conversion. That No, 20 to 19. Yes, that yep. makes sense. With a two-point conversion that they couldn't stop. And then today, 21 to 20. With a last-minute field goal. They're so close, yet 0-2 in the preseason, which is the important part. Mm -hmm. yes. But 0-2 stings to Sean. And even coming down to the final seconds, it's like there's there's a chance, right? Like th That kicker's terrible, or he's been terrible so far. It's like 99th overall pick in the draft. Insane to use that pick on a kicker. And then last week he shows up, misses two field goals. Tonight he missed an extra point, and he goes out there and he's like, oh, come on. Like, he's, he's got to miss this, right? Like, he's got to be in his head. There's no way this one goes in. But, no, just just squeaks right inside that post, and now here we are again. Well, you can't blame the Broncos kickers because True. I should say the Broncos kicker uh -huh. yeah, because he didn't, he didn't miss any uh, kicks today. But the reason the Broncos won in this game isn't because of the scoreboard. Uh -huh. It's because of Russell Wilson, Javante Williams, the six points that they put up together. No, it's wow. not the six points that they put up <laughs> together. But let's start with Russell Wilson, the biggest storyline for this entire season. How back is Russ? Let's just get right to it right now. Let us know how back is Russ you guys think on the scale as Kale hits it right now. Let's go. How good was he tonight? Okay, right. Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> now, the stat sheet wouldn't necessarily say he was that unlimited. He was unlimited. Yeah, he's kind of limited on the stat sheet, right? <laughs> Certainly when it comes to passing, he was limited. Russ went three for six uh, for 24 yards, 60 passer rating. Mm -hmm. A lot left to be desired on the stat sheet when it comes to the passing, but. He ran for more than he passed, 25 yards. And I got to say, this was the best Russell Wilson we've seen running the ball all year, which means this is the best we've seen Russell Wilson running the ball since he was in Seattle, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, I thought Russ looked legitimately fast for a, for a quarterback. Yeah, he looked really good. Um, I hated sometimes that he had to, you know, convert to the run so quickly. Yeah. But I like the, his ability to be able to get out of the pocket and make plays with his legs because that is what has made him so successful for so many years within his career. 
Um, and then even going back to last season, I know a lot of people like to put it on Coach Hackett for keeping him in the pocket, but really 10 years in and running around and getting chased by 300 pounds for 10 years, I think Russ was probably like, okay, I'm – I'm comfortable in the pocket more so than running around for another, you know what I'm saying, 1,000 yards. Like, um, So now he's getting back to where he was. He's lighter. We now know it's about 15 pounds. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he looks good. <laughs> he does. And, I mean, that drive, you, you look at it, and it's, what, 13 plays, 49 yards? The first one? Yeah. The, the only one for Russ, That's which true. is yep, kind of yep, crazy. Yep. But you look at that and say that's not many yards per play that's not super promising yeah. like the the six passing attempts 24 yards that doesn't look good uh -huh. but but he did what he needed to do like he went out there and moved the team down the field found a way to get points made a couple nice throws ran well saw running lanes you would like to see a big play in there somewhere but he did basically all you can expect from him and that's a step in the right direction after last week. Yeah, I mean, a 17-yard run from Russ. So yeah. th that's a big play when it comes to that. You True. would like to see it through the air. But I think Sean, the way he designed this game plan, didn't really allow for Russ to hit that big play. At least mm -hmm. that's not that wasn't the focus of mm -hmm. his. So, Henry, I agree with you. I would have liked to see that. But it's not really what Sean wanted to see from Russ, I think, because it was just a lot of screens, a lot of short yeah. things. And then I think Sean, he talked about the last time we talked to him on Thursday, he complimented Russ's movement mm -hmm. and said, I've been really impressed with his movement, the way that he is able to extend plays and make plays happen with his feet when the play breaks down. And I think he wanted to have Russ display that in yep. this game mm -hmm. because we didn't really get to see that last week. We, we saw him a lot more through the air and so I think Sean wanted to show Russ that Russ can do that. Uh -huh. I think I think he wanted to, to give that mm -hmm. confidence to Russ, although Russ isn't lacking in confidence, but to show that he can do that. Uh, and I was just really impressed with Russ's foot speed. Now, he's not Lamar Jackson, mm -hmm. but this is a very different Russell Wilson than what we saw last year. And not only the 15 pounds lighter, I thought unless 15 pounds really holds you back that much, I just thought he looked a lot younger, too. Yeah, he looked, he had a youthfulness uh, to his step, I would yeah. say, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I know going to their uh, their 13-play drive, you know, not having many yards on a 13-play drive, it's okay mm -hmm. because I think that drive pays dividends uh, within the entire game. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, had he played more snaps, you know, that very next drive by the defense was a three and out. Now yep. you're coming back on the field with a tired defense. Which you called. Yes. You said before it happened, Thank it's going to be a three and I out there. That. Right? Yep. I appreciate that. Yep. But I think it would, pay, it would pay dividends to the team overall that you're coming back on the field now. Um, after a three and out, the defense you're going up against is now tired. Russ has kind of got his mojo flowing. He's running well. Mm -hmm. I think that's where you put together some big plays, and that's where you make things happen. So when he can put things together and really play an entire game, I think it's going to even feel better. Yeah, and it's by design, too. Like, it, it wasn't an accident. We saw the 16-yard the run that got called back. They were actually pulling a blocker out in front of Russ yep. and, and designing a run yep. play. So it, yep. it wasn't like this was, oh, look, Russ found a couple <laughs> running lanes. It was intentional. They really wanted this to happen. And let's take it back to last year, uh, the very first game uh, after Nathaniel Hackett was fired. Uh, 
How did Russ score in that game against Kansas City? Using it was a designed run. Yep. And it, that was from like 15 yards yep. out, right? I mean, that Broncos was a pretty... longest rushing touchdown of the season. Oh, my goodness. The wow. only, other, only <laughs> other one that was double digits was Latavius for 10 yards. And that's when Russ looked at his best was those final two games of the season. Yep. And so Sean's yeah. saying, I'm going to do what Russ does best. Draw on that a little bit, but more so draw on his 10 years in Seattle. For sure. And you need those things in there. Uh, and especially... When you have the threat of Javante Williams running, those are, those read options can work a lot better. When you have Samaj P. Ryan, and the defense has to be honest there, mm -hmm. because if Russ had no threat of running, then those read options don't work. I mean, Todd, if the quarterback has no threat of running, the defense isn't gonna isn't gonna fall for those. But if the if the quarterback has that threat, then it's gonna make it. So Javante gets the defense to hold a little step extra when he gets the ball, or if they crash on Javante then Russ can just take off. And we saw tonight that Russ can still very effectively run. Yeah, you know, when the quarterback can't run, it's really like, you know, uh, 10 on 11 because you're not really taking mm -hmm. him seriously. You're going after that dive. Um, you're not really worrying about whether the quarterback pulls it or not. So keeping the defense honest is definitely something that Russ can do with his ability to move and get out of the pocket. But then also it's hard to guard uh, your man downfield, man to man, and then also have to worry about did the quarterback escape the pocket and now I got to rally and make a good tackle in the open field. Um, I think that's a tough job for any defender. So Russ' ability to move is pivotal to this team's success. I mean, we've talked about it, you know, all last year, beginning of this year, and now that they're using him in ways, design runs, getting out the pocket quick, I think it's going to keep people on their toes and then also allow for more routes to open up downfield. Yeah. And it just felt like the combination of him with that short passing game that they had going, you know, hitting Javante in, on those screens, but then also having Russ run the other way. You're just forcing the defense to think about so many different things. And it, it almost looked yeah. to me like there was some great chemistry between Javante and Russell and just the way that they were manipulating everything close to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, a hundred percent. And mm -hmm. I think that's something that, that Sean Payton really wanted to do here. You know how many catches Cortland Sutton had? How many? Zero. Zero. You know how many catches Jerry Judy had? Zero. One. One for five yards. Mm. One for five yards. This was not a Jerry Judy Court and Sutton game. No. I think from Sean Payton's design. And I think Sean mm -hmm. is trying to do these things of last week, what was it? It was Court and Sutton and Jerry Judy and uh, um, uh, tight end one. Um, Adam Trout. Adam Trout. Trout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. like TE1. <laughs> um, this game, it was one catch between the three of those. In fact, it was two targets between the three of those. This was the Javante Williams and Russell Wilson game in flip ways that you would think that they would have games. You would uh -huh. think Russell Wilson would yeah. have it through the air, Javante would be through the ground. And we're going to talk about Javante in a second, but I have two questions to ask you guys. Last week we talked about, are you more encouraged or discouraged by the offense and defense? Today I want to ask, are you more encouraged or discouraged by Russell Wilson? I think I'm more encouraged, uh, one, by his play and his ability to use his legs, but also Sean Payton's game plan and scheme. I mean, we saw 12 personnel. We saw 21 personnel. We saw 11 personnel. We saw empty. We saw a lot of different formations that are really going to play into the Broncos' hand, and we saw screens out of really any formation that they put together. They were running running back screens in, a screen to Jerry Judy. Uh, yeah. They were able to utilize their players in really, really great ways. So I'm excited for... Russ to be able to flourish in an offense like that. Definitely. And 
we still haven't seen the peak either. Like this was definitely a step toward creativity versus last week. You know, with I mean the the designed runs for Russell Wilson in particular. Yep. But we're still three, four weeks away from actually seeing what this full offense looks like. And I think that there's a bunch more tricks that they're ready to pull out. I also think that Mike Westhoff probably has a pretty great play to block a field goal that if this was a regular season game, he would have pulled out for that final kick. Justin Simmons, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> over the, the top. He's Sean Justin Simmons is the play. Sean Payton knows him too well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. um, so Henry Moore encouraged by Definitely. Russ and, Definitely. and me as well. So my other question then is the headline of this podcast. Todd is Russell Wilson back. You know, I think he, I think he's definitely close to being back. I think he's four out of five. I think he's Mister Unlimited. I, I like don't that. know if he's Russell Wilson yet, but I, like I think we'll do really well with him being unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think that's, I think that's spot on because it's a little silly to say Russell Wilson is back mm -hmm. to the nine-time Pro Bowler after one drive. Yeah. But what we've seen for the past two weeks now, he's played great ball the past two weeks of training camp and now this game last week there were some encouraging signs a little discouraging signs but mm -hmm. i'd say for the most part russ has been great these past full two weeks that's hard to do we, yeah. we talked about it on thursday you don't do that by accident yeah. you're not a bad mm -hmm. player and you put two good weeks of film out there uh even if it is in practice um and uh, I, we need to see it in real games yep. but with everything we could draw on tonight yeah he's four out of five back I mean, he, he is that close to being uh, where I'm like, damn, the Broncos got the guy that they thought they got in yep. the trade. I can't be convinced he's back until week one. Yep. I've, got, I've got to see it in a real game, but it, again, he did everything that I think you could have asked him to do tonight. And especially when you see him move, like that's something that is easily comparable to last season and it just translates into real football games like he's not going to get slower because there's better competition like he can move now and that's just big it's modern football the quarterback needs to be able to run unless it's tom brady yeah 100 percent. unless you have a mind like peyton manning yeah uh, or tom brady back there you you do have to be able to have some mobility and uh, i have one more question for you should sean payton have kept russell wilson in there for more than one drive, and I want your answer, Todd, after I, bet you, after I tell you about our friends <laughs> over at Spirit Hound, wow. where, I mean, drinks were flowing at the DNVR bar. Yeah. We've got UFC on right now. Spirit Hound is flowing here. And if you want the drinks to be flowing tonight, tomorrow, next weekend, Monday, you can do that with our friends over at Spirit Hound. And they just opened a tap room here mm -hmm. in Denver it's an awesome place to go, so make sure to check them out there. And if you go to their brew or their their tap room in Lions, you are going to get a free drink if you bring in juniper berries, where that's what they make their gin from. They have award-winning whiskey. It was a 2022 Whiskey of the Year at the London Spirits Competition, and they're available in over 40 states nationwide. So make sure to visit their new tasting room in the Highlands at 3622 Tejon Street and check them out in over 40 states. So get the uh, get Spirit Hound. It's delicious. And uh, get some Factor, too. I've been on the uh, Factor plan for... I guess since Tuesday. Looking and, good already, man. I yeah, gotta say, I know, man. yeah. I, I don't know how to get my biceps bigger. 
Oh, curls. We'll talk later. Yeah. Curls. Yeah. <laughs> curls. Yeah. It just yeah, doesn't. Todd's a good one to talk to for that. He is a good one for that. We're gonna we're gonna talk. Um, but yeah, Factor is awesome. They've got so many different plans. They've got like food for vegans or vegetarians. They they have like a protein plan. They have like a low calorie calorie plan, and you can also just go through and mix and match. So every week they have at least thirty four different meals. And for me, I get 14 meals a week, which is a lot. Uh, it's two meals a day, obviously, because seven days in a week. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, so just <laughs> lunch and dinner every day, and it's all good for you. Like, they, they don't load it with salt. They don't put these bad things in. I've been super impressed. It tastes really good, and I'm excited because here's the way the deal works. You get 50% off your first box, and I believe you get 20% off your next four boxes. I think it's 20%. So that's five weeks. We we're getting discounted food. Um, and that's why I was like, you know what? I'm just getting 14 a week. I'm going to take advantage of that discount. And you can too by using the code DNVRBRONCO50. Um, so DNVRBRONCO50, they'll get you 50% off your first box. Um, it's great stuff. Definitely go do it. Yeah, Sean Payton used DNVR 50 when talking about Russell Wilson snaps because he cut him in half. Uh, mm, he did. did that work? I yeah, wasn't sure that if that wasn't was going to work or like not. I wasn't sure where you were going. Um, should should uh, Sean have pulled Russ after that 13-play drive? Yeah, I think, I think he saw enough. I think he didn't want to put Russ in any, like, situation where he could be injured by using his legs so much. So I think it's best to keep him off the field. Um, I think they had a lot of other guys they needed to evaluate and check out. I know he kept Javante in for a little bit longer just to see his his leg and his health, and he looks good. Um, I will say there was a couple of plays where he kind of, you know, bounced off tackles, didn't make any more yards, but was able to stay up and, you know, kind of keep his legs turning. Mm -hmm. So it gave me, I guess, hope that his leg is, you know, pretty healed and yep. he's back to 100%. But as far as Russ, I think they see they saw all they needed to see in 13 plays, and I think he looked pretty good. Yeah. So, Sean? I, I wouldn't have even considered taking him out. Like, it wouldn't have crossed my mind. It would have been like, yeah, it's only one drive. Time to go back out there. Um, but I do think that they played it pretty perfectly. He had a good night. Like, he got he got some work. He got to get out of the game healthy. And we get to sit here and say, yeah, he looked pretty close to himself. Didn't give him a chance to go out there and screw it up. Not that he probably would have, but I don't know. I, I, I don't hate the decision to take him out, and I think it probably makes sense. Yeah, I, I don't hate it either. In fact, we talked about it this past week. It's ideal if Russ played fewer than the 20 to 24 yeah. plays because it meant yeah. that Sean and us saw good enough things to say, yep, you're done, because last week it was the opposite. Mm -hmm. They didn't see enough in the 15 to 18 plays, so Sean put him back out there to see more, and it was because it wasn't good enough. Now it was good enough in those first 13 plays to pull him out, after the game, Sean just finished talking to the media, uh, and he told the media that it was always his plan to pull Russ after the first series. So he lied one way or the other, whether it was that <laughs> or whether it was playing 20 to 24 plays. But yeah. um, I think that Sean is very satisfied where Russ Wilson's at. And also, maybe Sean said, we need to see what Jared Stidham can do with this first-team offense because uh -huh. what I saw from Jared Stidham with the second-team offense last week was awful. Mm -hmm. I have to see if he can step it up with, with these guys because the past two years, Russell Wilson has not played every single game. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it probably is a little valuable to get those reps for the backup quarterback exactly. with those starters just to see. Um, and just to see where it's at because you're not going to play all of the starters and not Russell Wilson next week. If you're mm -hmm. playing all the starters, Russ is going to play next week. So I understand that decision. And Todd, you talked about Javante 
a little bit. Uh, and let, let's get into him because this is the first time we've seen him play in a football game yeah. since October of last year. Obviously, we've detailed just how horrific the injury was and mm -hmm. how big of, a, a, of an obstacle it was for him to be back on the field. What did you think of his first time being back out there? Uh, I thought he looked good for the most part. I know he had a, mm -hmm. some jitters dropping that first ball. I yeah. know he wishes he could have that back. Um, but, you know, coming back and bouncing back from injuries are never easy. So I think it's going to be a process. But I do like what I see from him, his first game back, his first few carries, uh, first few catches. Um, yeah. He looks solid. Um, even that catch on the sideline. Usually when the running back's out there and empty, you kind of just take the playoff as a linebacker. But yep. now they got to stay ready because uh, he, can, he can definitely catch the ball. And so he looked good to me. That was a play that stood out to me, too. It just, again, we didn't see full Sean Payton tonight, but that was another one of those little pieces where, you know, Alvin Kamara split out wide and Reggie Bush split out wide. Darren Sproles split out wide. We assume that Javante is probably going to be getting some of that role, mm -hmm. but it's so fun just to see him out there. And you see, it, like, it's a linebacker lined up on him. It's man coverage. Yep. And he can beat that guy. And he did. And I guess TV, we didn't see the exact play, but it was some sort of like comeback or hitch or something like that. It's going to be a lot of fun to see how they use him because it's like Randy Gregory said, he's our little superstar. <laughs> like it's, he's going to be fun. And I think that he can be kind of the engine of this offense and Sean's going to put him in a bunch of different situations. Yeah. I think if I was Randy, I probably would have called Jaleel McLaughlin, uh, our <laughs> the, little superstar. I don't know if I'm calling Javante Williams, our <laughs> little superstar. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny that he said that though earlier this week. Um, but Javante taking a very different role than Sean Payton was expecting than I was expecting entering this game. Sean Payton said, I want to see Javante play 10 to 12 plays three or four carries one catch ideally mm -hmm. instead it's like the complete opposite javante williams three carries for 12 yards he had a long of eight yards and i thought as a runner although you know he would like a little more than four yards per carry ideally i thought he ran just like javante williams i yeah. mean there was one play where todd right when the ball was snapped you're like what is the offensive line doing because like three people got yeah. through yeah. and javante williams ran hard enough to get like 15 yards but he was just stopped at the line of scrimmage um but i mean he was running just as hard as we've seen Javante in the past. And then four catches on five targets. The first one he just dropped. I think he's been thinking about it for uh -huh. 48 hours, how he was going to get that first pass. And it was just in his head for 18 <laughs> yards. But this is, uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of maybe the Alvin Kamara role than at least I was expecting. I think they're really going to use Javante in all aspects of this offense. I think they should. I mean, he's the kind of guy that makes people miss. And you know when you're out there in space and you make one guy miss, that usually leads to big plays. So if they can get him out there one-on-one -on -one with a linebacker, even a safety, I think yeah. you know they had the advantage with him out there and he can really make the play, make somebody miss, break a tackle. Now that five-yard hitch is gone for 15, 20 yards. Uh, I think it'll be good for them. And so I'm excited to see more of it. Mm -hmm. And getting Javante in space makes so much sense because he can uh, go one-on-one -on -one with an inside linebacker. Mm -hmm. But what happens if he's going one-on-one -on -one with a cornerback on the outside? I'm taking that 10 out of 10 times. Absolutely. And, and mm -hmm. e even a safety as well. I'm feeling really good about Javante with the safety. So it makes sense. Make it even easier for Javante to have big plays. Yeah. Do you remember playing against Sean Payton when he's using running backs like that? Like, I, I, there was the one game when Justin had, like, the, the block field goal. I'd imagine you covered Kamara at some point in that, right? Yeah, um, I, I'm sure I did. We didn't lose when I played against them, so I don't know <laughs> if they had a good game or not. But, I love it. <laughs> but, I, but I definitely 
feel like he must have used them in some kind of way. Must have. Yeah. Yeah. Just curious if you remembered any of that. No, he didn't have any yards against me, so I can't say <laughs> There you go. There you go. Um, so, I'm going to ask you the same question about Javante. After seeing what we saw tonight, just about a little bit over a quarter's worth of work for Javante, mm. are you ready to say that he's back? Yeah, I would say Javante is more back. I think I'm very encouraged by the runs that he had. And like you said, um, they may not have been for a lot of yards, but you can s still see that they were tough, hard-nosed runs that he would have made uh, in the regular season last year before he got injured. So um, I will say that he's back. I feel like he's healthy. Um, being able to be versatile and used in that offense leads me to believe that he is back. Yeah, I mean, he definitely exceeded my expectations. You know, I didn't expect him to look like he did. Um, some of that's just volume, too. Like, they were just passing the ball to him over and over again. I would like to see just one broken tackle in space that gets him downfield. Because a lot of what he did was fight through contact close to the line of scrimmage, which is great to see. But I want to see a big run. I just want, I want to see him have a big run, even though he didn't have an opportunity tonight. That's when I'm going to look at him and say, okay. This is the real Javante Williams that we're seeing here. Like a uh, like a run up the middle where he takes out a linebacker. Yeah, yeah. Break a tackle five yards upfield against a linebacker, turn it into a 15, 20-yard gain. So there's we'll a chance. push at the end. There's a chance that we don't see Javante next week because there's a chance that yep. John Payton doesn't play any of the starters. How do you feel about Javante going into week one? I feel good. I think he maximized his opportunities, and you can't – well – other than the drop on the screen. Outside of that one drop, he maximizes opportunities. You just can't ask for any more than that. Um, I'll be nervous, though. Until week three, week four, every time he touches the ball. And when he gets tackled, I'm going to think, like, oh, please, just get up. Get up. You're fine. But it's the same thing. I mean, we did that with the Nuggets, too, with, you know, Michael Porter. Still, every time he goes down, you think, like, oh, please, not this again. With Jamal, when he came back, every time he goes down, you just think, oh, no, come on. But... That's just the nature of the game. And so I'm going to be nervous, but he's, he seems just fine. There's another running back that we haven't talked about yet. I guess we've mentioned his name that I think is now a lock to make this team and not just make this team be a playmaker um. in the regular season on this team. And I want to talk about Jaleel McLaughlin after I tell you about yeah, saw that one coming. The Weed Kend. The Weed oh. Kend. And if you want to celebrate the Weed Kend, check out our friends over at Kind Love, <laughs> where if you use the code DNVR, you are going or yes, DNVR, you're gonna get 25% off your purchase of Love Kind Love Flower Pre-Rose Turbo Joint. And you can visit them in their Cherry Creek store or North Denver and use that code DNVR to receive that 25% off. And they've got that turbo joint, which is going to pack a punch. It's a small little toothpick size that you put in any mm -hmm. product and it, what is it, multiply it by 10 or something like that. Yeah. It really packs that punch. So make sure to check them out where they are specializing in that. They've also got so many stores and they sell their products all around the state. So use that code DNVR in their Cherry Creek store or their North Denver store. You can visit them at kindlove.com for their full extensive menu and online ordering. Yes, and uh, get some Breckenridge beers too. I had I had more than a couple Breckenridge beers yesterday. And, uh, is that why you're drinking water over there? That is why. <laughs> that is why. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah. Tomorrow I'm going to be back to myself. Um, but Oh, I shall say, shout out to Evan Batty, Dallas Walton. We were hanging out with them last night. I'm sure there's some CU basketball fans watching. 
Um, but yeah, it was a really, nice really out. good time. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Zach too. Shout out to Todd. <laughs> shout out to everybody. Um, but yeah, it uh it was really, really, really good beer. And it went down easy like Breckenridge beers always do. And right now, if you come to the bar, you can actually get the Mountain Beach at a discount. It's like 25% off or something. So come down, have some uh, Mountain Beach beers or anything else from Straw or from Breckenridge Brewery. Sorry, the UFC really gets in my head. <laughs> uh-huh. It's hard to have UFC in the background. It's not a good background sport. <laughs> no. But don't turn it off. I've got some money on here. Um, <laughs> Breckenridge Brewery, incredible. One of our favorite partners. They've been a partner for so long. Um, so uh, use that beer locator. Is Julio McLaughlin incredible? I think he's playing really well. He is. Um, you know, for a smaller black back, I think he definitely is able to make his presence felt with his legs and his speed and his ability, whether it's returning kicks or it is uh, playing in the backfield. Um, I think he is in a good position to make this football team. Yeah, yeah, I think so. In fact, I'm ready to pull out that Sharpie and say that he's a lock to make the team. Because Sharpie? I, yeah, the Sharpie. Okay. I, I, Not I'm, a pencil or pen, no, a no, Sharpie. No, no, no. Sh- is there anything right. bit like a, a thick Sharpie? What about like concrete? <laughs> yeah. Like carve it in? Sure. Like when they're, yeah, yeah. yeah, with your finger, the what concrete? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do that because a couple of things. I think we saw it before he even touched the ball. He was the third running back that was on the field today. Mm-hmm. And that was not the case last week, right? Or was no, that the he case was, last No, he was week? last. He was last, yeah. yeah he, he was only fifth had the on final the depth chart going into yep. the, the first game. And he was the third running back. So I think Sean said, you earned it last week. Yep. And then after the game, Sean said, tonight was no surprise. If you guys have been watching training camp, you weren't surprised by this. And yep. it's true. I mean, we talked to uh, the offensive coordinator, and he even said, yeah, every single practice, Jaleel's making a big play. And that's just what he's been for two weeks. Now he's done it in both games. Three touchdowns in two games for him is pretty darn impressive. And then he also did it on special teams. Now, he did have a muffed kickoff, which is Mm -hmm. not good. But then he also had a 50-yard return, which then set up the next touchdown by him, by the way. And I just think that he's able to do it on special teams, and he showed his ability in special teams, Mm -hmm. which is big, because a lot of people point to him and say, can he be the third running back Uh if he's not playing special teams? He can play special teams, as we found out tonight. Um, maybe he's your most explosive returner. That's a big thing for the Broncos special teams that hasn't had explosive returns in so many years. And then also he's doing it as a receiver. He's doing it as a running back as well. So are you guys there with me? Oh, Sharpie, yeah. Concrete? <laughs> All right, yep. we can lock him in. I think I think he's played well enough to be locked in. It's funny to go from a uh, misspelled jersey <laughs> yeah. to making the team. He got to save that, man. I feel like yes. he should get that and put it on his wall somewhere just to remember um, when they didn't even know how to spell his name, and now he's making a team. Todd, did yeah. you just think I was seeing if you were paying attention to me? I did. I wasn't. I wasn't. Because I was listening, but this UFC fight is definitely going crazy yes. right now. He's like all twisted <laughs> up. But no, I wasn't. I wasn't like a school teacher thing. What did I just say? <laughs> no, it wasn't that. <laughs> uh, Julio's incredible. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. I mean, the burst is—it's special. And, like, there's a reason why he's the best college running back ever, at least in terms of yards. You know, there's other guys who maybe in his situation would have had more yards, but it is what it is. I think he he's on the team. I think they even tested him a little bit running in between the tackles tonight. Um, Didn't necessarily go well. But the other thing is, like, you can just take don't include the 17 yard run. He averaged 4.7 yards per carry. And that's not including his best play. Like, 
the numbers so are right there. He has three touchdowns in two games. Like the kick return, every time he touches the ball, you're just expecting good things to happen. And when you have a guy like that, it's like Sean Payton said. You know, when you bring in all of your rookie tryouts, you have that massive roster in June. The goal is to make sure that you don't let anybody leave the building who is going to wind up being a player in the NFL. And Jaleel McLaughlin, like, he fits that mold perfectly. You don't try to let him clear waivers because if he leaves, you're going to be upset that he left. Yeah, I've never really watched UFC before, and this is, just, <laughs> this is, this is wild. It's so distracting. Isn't it crazy? Just people laying on each other, punching each other's faces. Oh, it's a good fight, too. These <laughs> girls are going yeah. crazy right For now. For what it's worth, I've got uh, Jang. I've got her parlayed with Sean O'Malley, who's up next. Pride of Montana. Oh, yeah, of course. Balls. Of course, uh -huh. yeah. Right. Fighting for the belt. Uh, who's winning? Uh, Jang is definitely winning. You can tell by how much she's hitting the other girl in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I know you're new here. That, <laughs> that, 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 that probably makes sense. Um, okay, let's talk about some other people that made plays today. Who else stuck out to you? She's getting choked out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the fight just flipped. Uh, who else this stuck fight out? is sticking out. That's for it sure. Is. Elijah Garcia stuck out. Elijah did. He did I mean, good. he's another oh, one. My goodness. Two sacks last week. He had a nice pressure. He also uh, obviously caught the interception. Uh, Matt Henningsen really wanted him to run down the end zone so they could celebrate. He got distracted by the guys coming off the sideline. Uh, I mean, he's, well, Matt he's another great one. Play. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was the one that set up that interception by getting his hands up on that pass. Yeah, Hennings in to me, his roster spot wasn't in doubt. Um, but Elijah Garcia, <laughs> he, he made the team tonight. Yeah. Elijah's on the team. I think uh, Jonathan Cooper had a pretty good game too. He yep. had a couple of pressures. Yep. He had yep. a sack. Yep. Um, he started, which yeah. we were sitting there questioning, yeah. what does that mean? That's true. Frank Clark played until like middle of the third <laughs> yeah. quarter, played yeah. a long time. So. Uh, I don't think Jonathan Cooper, that zero always gets me. That yeah. number yeah. zero is always different to see, but um, he wears it well. He, he does. He, he wears it well. And did you see Roquan Smith mm -hmm. just changed from 18 to number zero? I think now, and who else wears it? Calvin Ridley wears it. Yep. These other guys around the league that are wearing number zero are like, are studs. Yeah. They're, they're yes. dudes. And so when Jonathan Cooper got number zero in the offseason, it's like, was well, he your fourth or maybe even if Baron Browning's healthy your fifth outside linebacker uh -huh. that's a little interesting because it, it feels like a special number he's proven that he's that type of player I mean yeah. if you're a starting outside linebacker with Frank Clark who's getting paid seven and a half million dollars sitting yeah. behind you it means you've earned it so Jonathan Cooper is evolving into that number zero and I'm curious if there's something going on with Frank Clark behind the scenes because mm. 10 days ago he sat out a couple of practices because of a club decision yeah. we found out that the club decision for riley moss was he actually had surgery we yeah. found out that we still haven't found out what the club decision for frank clark meant but now he's the backup uh -huh. is that because jonathan cooper's playing so well or is this a punishment we we don't know and we don't have to speculate on it but it, it is very interesting that not only is jonathan cooper starting and Frank Clark's a backup. But the Frank Clark's playing, and like you said, deep mm -hmm. into the third quarter. Yep. It's interesting. And then you also see Randy Gregory out there. I think he played into the fourth quarter. Into the fourth quarter. Yeah. I don't know what's going on <laughs> here. I crazy. mean, Sean, maybe that's Sean Payton really wanting to win. Yeah. And he's like, we're so deep at outside linebacker. Mm -hmm. Let's just make sure these guys are on the field and getting tons of reps. Um, but I think 
at the end of the day, it's just a big credit to Jonathan Cooper. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we talked about Frank Clark maybe backing him up right now. Do you know how frustrating it is to have somebody behind you making millions of dollars and there's Ooh. nothing you can do about your contract? Like, oh, you can't yeah. go and argue for his. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got what you got, and that's all you can get. Yeah. And you got to go out there and play for it. Yeah. And it's, it's a tough situation to be in because you feel like you've earned more. Now you're a starter. Mm -hmm. Like, you should be paid more. But there's nothing he can do. So hopefully he plays well enough to get paid in the near future. Well, yeah. and we're talking about Jonathan Cooper had uh, – um, he – he was unblocked and then uh -huh. allowed Randy Gregory to get the sack. Not allowed. I mean, Randy Gregory made a good play there yeah. as well. But, I mean, Jonathan Cooper was there to get the sack. Um, and then Cooper actually had a sack himself. Uh -huh. So he had one to two sack game today. I mean, it, it, was, a, it was a great game from him. Yep, he played mm -hmm. well. Definitely. Also, some interesting stuff with the offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. Get into the nitty-gritty. Yeah. Mean. So the starters, because there's no Mike McGlinchey, is all the normal starters, but with Cam Fleming. So last week, that was Isaiah Prince who got the start. This week, it's Cam Fleming. I'm guessing kind of a rotation, just giving them both a chance. But then the second line, Isaiah Prince at left tackle, Luke Wattenberg at left guard. So he's only played center, but they put him in at guard um, to give Kyle Fuller a chance to play center because he's been playing guard. Quinn Bailey plays right guard. He could have been tackle. Alex Pelshevsky is with the second offensive line unit. Of all these five guys of the second unit, the first one off the field is Alex Pelshevsky. So that's when they bump Quinn Bailey out and they mm. put Will Sherman in. And that's kind of how they, for, for the most part, how they close the game. I guess Forsyth came in too. But interesting that Pelshevsky is kind of the top of that second unit. Yeah. I guess second in the second unit because Fleming got the start in place of uh, McGlinchey, but he seems to be very much in competition for a roster spot. Oh, a hundred percent. If you're getting pulled off, it means you're probably doing good things yep. in, in, in this situation. Um, another person that, that I need to give some credit to is Zach Allen. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. we've seen it in training camp. He's just been destroying the Broncos offensive line. And again today, just a, a sack where, I mean, he beat the offensive lineman immediately. Yep. I believe took down Sam Darnold at that mm -hmm. time in the game. That's who was in. Uh, and he just continues to look like yep. um, not only a really good player, but, I mean, maybe a, maybe a Pro Bowl type of player on the inside. And how much is that going to help the outside pass rushers? And then also mm -hmm. the linebackers, Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton. Yeah, it helps them so much. Um, I think Josie and Singleton, I know we're not shouting about this game, but I think they looked well. Josie with the dark visor. I think that's for yes. swag. <laughs> he didn't hurt his eye like that. He wanted to be out there looking good. It didn't uh, need to be dark. No, but you look good. Clear. You look good, my man. You look good. Um, but Zach Allen up front is definitely going to play a big role, um, whether he's playing um, pass rush games with the outside linebacker with Randy Gregory and Jonathan mm -hmm. Cooper, or he's in the run game um, helping out Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell. I think he's going to be a tremendous help to this team. Um, and hopefully he can get some more tip balls. I know linebackers yeah. – you know, we always say tips and overthrows is really how you get interceptions. Mm -hmm. So the big man getting their hands up, getting some tips allows for everybody to eat, and uh, it'll be good. Yeah. That's literally how both of the Broncos' interceptions happened today yep. is yep. tip balls. Uh, yeah. Defensive lineman to defensive lineman and uh, linebacker to Drew, safety. Was it Sanders? No. Sanders had different Did tip. that just go through? Yeah, uh, it just went yeah. up and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that was Bassey who uh, – 
playing safety at that point in the game. Yeah. Keno has two interceptions yeah. in two games. And I actually don't think that's the reason why he's going to make the roster. I think it's because of his versatility. Mm -hmm. He started the yep. game playing nickel corner in for Kwan Williams, who's uh, dealing with an injury. And then when he got that interception, he was playing safety. Yep. I mm -hmm. mean, I have to imagine, well, I know for a back of the roster guy, position versatility. When we went through the 53-man roster and we built our own, we're saying, okay, how many corners, how many safeties? How nice is it for a defensive coordinator and Sean Payton and George Payton when they're building the roster to say, oh, we can do the last guy at corner can also be the last guy at safety. Yep. And yeah. I feel like you can't cut guys where when they're on the field, good things just happen. Mm. There's certain, like, I don't know if he has a rabbit's foot in his pocket. There are certain guys where when they're on the field, <laughs> mm -hmm. good things just happen to him. Whether it's the, the, you know, the wide receiver slipping last week to get him his pick or a tip ball this week, like, He's just on the field, and things uh -huh. good things happen to him, so we can't let a guy go like that. Exactly. But it, that's the flip side of it, though, is that both of those just seem like pretty easy plays to make. Like, this one just tips up in the air. He gets to sit underneath it, take his time, catch the ball. Last week, receiver slips in front of him. He catches it. All credit to him, though. He made the plays. I mean, we saw Chris Allen have a ball hit his hands on the sideline, and he dropped it. Mm -hmm. It didn't hit his hands. It went... Right. Oh, yeah. His right hit his neck. <laughs> yeah, we saw a ball hit his neck and he couldn't hold on. Um, But yeah, I mean, he's he's making the plays. The tough part, though, is that there's already a log jam at safety. You know, we've talked about it. you've got Kareem, you've got Justin, you've got Caden, you've got JL Skinner, who you drafted, PJ Locke, Delarian Turner Yell is ahead of Skinner and probably still is after today, I would say. Mm -hmm. And then you get to, to Bassey. And say, like, yeah, it's nice that he has that versatility. At the same time, though, we've got so many guys we're trying to get on this team. Cut day is going to be a mess. I, I almost wonder if they could consider a trade or something. Well, he could just be counted as a cornerback in that case. True. Definitely. I, I, if you wanted to. Um, hit us with a thumbs up if you're watching. I know there's a lot of people watching. This is a little late night podcast. Oh, yeah. Hit us with a thumbs up. It really, really helps us out. And... Uh, there's a lot of people tuning in right now that are saying uh, a lot of negative things about the Broncos in this game and saying oh, we're man. being too positive. <laughs> and there were some things that didn't go right. That's why the Broncos lost. Uh -huh. I want to talk about the end of the half and the end of the game. Mm, yeah. Situational football. Absolutely. The thing that Sean Payton talks about every single day. Literally, he gets on the podium and he says, Today we did third down and situational yep. football. Today we did situational football and we focused on the red zone. Today we did situational football and we focused on two-minute drill. Every single day it's situational football. And I want to talk about that after I tell you about our friends over at Shady Rays. Mm -hmm. We are looking at some bright lights yeah. in Oof. this studio. A lot of lumens. Shady, a lot of lumens. <laughs> Shady Rays would be pretty darn nice right now. And uh, we could get them for half off. We got three of us mm -hmm. here. We bought three pairs. Be all we half could. off. If wow. we use the code DNVR over at ShadyRays.com, where they have over 250,000 five-star reviews. If you go to ShadyRays.com, use the code DNVR, you're going to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try them for yourself. And the great thing is, is if you don't like them, send them right back. Shady Rays has a fantastic return policy, and they are all about customer service. So check them out. 
whether you need Shady Rays for looking at bright lumens or being in Colorado <laughs> where there's over 300 days of summer, check out our friends over at ShadyRays.com. Use that code DNVR. You know, we're sitting here watching this fight, and it feels like uh, somebody's getting whooped. And if it was me, I would be ready to sue. And if I did, I would call Bacchus and Shaker over at 222-2222. When you're hurt, Bacchus and Shaker is here to help. Bacchus and Shanker wins for Colorado felonies. They won over a billion dollars in settlements, which is a crazy amount of money. Um, we sit here and talk about a billion versus a million oh. every single day, Ooh, and that's a do. crazy amount of money to be winning uh, for your clients. Uh, so there's no fee while they work in your case, no fee unless you win your case, and they win money for you. So that's a big win. Um, so give them a call over at Bagus and Shanker at 222-2222. So at the end of the, or after the game, Sean Payton just talked to the media, and he uh, blamed the officials. He said the officials blew it mm-hmm. at the end of the first half. Did I love they? That. And what he's talking about is Jalen Virgil catches that pass from yep. Jared Stidham, then makes a beautiful move to take the ball all the way down to the one yard line but the broncos didn't have any timeouts and they run to the line of scrimmage snap the ball and looks like they spike it and the ball hits the ground when there is one second left on the clock officials didn't review it just went to halftime with the ball on the one yard line broncos get no points out of that do you agree with sean yeah, I feel like they should have been able to review that. I know it's a preseason game, so maybe they weren't thinking about it as much or that it mattered as much. But, you know, when you're a team fighting to get your first or when you're a coach trying to get your first win of your of your history with this new team, like mm-hmm. every point matters. And I think that's what he was fighting for. And it's funny because they don't call that, but then they call the team rushing on the field <laughs> on the 49ers yeah, because yeah, they're yeah. excited in a preseason game. Yeah. So um, they were kind of all over the place tonight. Um, I think he's thinking back to that replacement ref game. I think he might have some <laughs> nightmares. Um, yeah, I would blame the refs on that one. Yeah. It's just so sad. Like, Jalen Virgil yeah. had been playing so well. And then this is the peak of it, obviously. A 50-yard catch. is a great little out and up. Guy bites on it. He gets open, makes the catch. Then jukes the guy, gets all the way down to the goal line. And he hurts his knee. And gets carted away. Yeah. And hopefully... I haven't seen any reports yet, but we're still just kind of waiting and hoping that he's okay because that's they, they need another receiver to step up, and Jalen Virgil stepped up. Yeah, we had him making the team. We did. We had him as one of the receivers to really yeah. have a pivotal role in this new offense. So that's a big – I think that's a big letdown for the team if he's injured. You know? Yeah. And last year, what does he have, the 64-yard touchdown? And yeah. we're like – that is what he can do. Yep. He is a playmaker, and then he just decided like to never throw him the ball again. And it's like, why? You throw him the ball tonight, exactly. and he goes for 50 yards, and he's just that playmaker where he's probably not going to be on the field uh, every play yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. But he's a guy where great depth, and so we really yeah. hope he's okay. It did not look good. Yeah. But in terms of situational football, they did not get that snap off. Let, let's just say... It was clear. I agree with you guys. The officials blew it. Mm-hmm. But let's just say uh, in a game situation, uh, I think the Broncos could have been quicker to get to the line and mm-hmm. snap it so that you didn't even leave it up to chance. So there's three seconds left when you spike it. That was not Jalen Virgil's fault. I mean, no. he, he got up clearly in so much pain, but he was lined up. And uh, uh, Stidham had to, I think it was Tony Jones who was in the backfield or uh-huh. something, realign mm-hmm. someone. And they just wasted one or two seconds. I can guarantee you, 
that that's something that over the next two weeks leading up to the season, that's a situation that the Broncos practice because they failed that. Now, again, they didn't get the help from the officiating, but I bet we see that exact same situation where the offense pretends that there's a big play, runs from the 50-yard line up to make sure everyone knows exactly where to be because if that happens in a real game and whether it's the official's fault or not, that's at least three points For sure. off yeah. the board right there. And the Broncos just lost by one point. Yeah. That could be seven points in yeah. the game where you're not even thinking about how this is a game uh, at the end of it. So that's something that Sean Payton, I think, is definitely going to lose his mind about uh, and probably lose a couple of hours of sleep over this next week. But then at the end of the game, the Broncos also still had an opportunity to win this game. Mm -hmm. And it was the defense. I know we're talking about like third and fourth and fifth stringers, guys that aren't going to make this team, mm -hmm. uh, that just wasn't able to come up, make that stop. But then on the other side, Sean Payton's offense, what was it, a three and out that they had in order yeah. to give the ball back? Um, that was not good end-of-game football there. Yeah, they, they didn't execute to the level that I know Sean has prepared them to. Um, and then I know that first situation, I know there's a lot of young guys that are 50 yards away. They think we might have scored. They're yep. maybe celebrating and instead of running up and seeing, you know, where the ball's getting spotted right. and getting lined up. Um, and then towards the end of the game, you know, you got to take as much time off the clock as you can. The three and out is not going to cut it. Um, you got to really limit the opposing offense to have time to make plays because everybody's good in the NFL. Everybody's talented. If you give, if you give guys enough time, they're going to find plays to make. And I know Vance is not happy with the way the defense ended that game. I saw him yelling and screaming, <laughs> yeah. uh, cussing on the sideline. He is not happy. Uh, so that's not the level of excellence that they want to be at, nor do I think that that's the level that the first-team defense would execute at. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, Fine time I don't right have now. much to add. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's late. Uh, it's late. Let's get into Super Chats, but before we get into Super Chats, any final shout-outs you want to give um, or any thoughts on the game? Uh, Damari Mathis. Yep. He made a good. couple plays, had yeah, that pass breakup on the three and out to end the drive. Um, he looked good, which is, I mean, that's one of the big ones for this season. If Damari Mathis is a good cornerback, if he plays well this year, just opens up so many doors. But he played well tonight. He did. He did. Uh, a shout out to Greg Dulcich yep. for yards after catch yeah. from a tight end. We saw it from him last year, so we know he's capable of that. But on third and, what was it, third and seven, he gets the ball at the five yards down from the line of scrimmage and then evades a defender and picks up like 10 more yards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what they need from Greg Dulcich is a guy that can do that. Uh, so it was nice to see him do that. And then one more shout out to Brett Marr. We going with Marr uh, today. Okay. Yeah. Um, Brett Marr, two for two. It's yeah. like, there we go. That, that, that's what the Broncos need is just someone who you don't even think about. Uh, as a kicker you just don't have to worry mm -hmm. about him yeah for me I mean uh, you know I, I usually would dislike this person if I was on the field uh, playing <laughs> but shout out to the fullbacks man I think they did a good <laughs> yes, job yes. Uh, run blocking and also picking up those third downs those are critical man so yep. those fullback dives saw Burton get a little athletic you know yep. um, with a jump stop and you know get a couple extra yards that we needed so shout out to the fullbacks man well and I have to imagine Todd that 
using a fullback often does keep the defense on their toes a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because specifically going back to those plays, you get caught up so much in where the running back is going because they always do a fake pitch off yeah. of that play. So if you get caught up in that, you know, the fullback, he's coming through their full head of steam and they're, you know, 6'1", 250 pounds running full speed. They're not little guys. So, you know, if you're not expecting to have to tackle that kind of body, it's a lot to handle. And I got to say, watching some fullbacks, maybe this is just Madden, but I feel like in real life, sometimes <laughs> you see fullbacks get the ball and just put their head down yeah. so they're not looking at anything, and they just run right into the back of the left guard. And it's like, that's why we don't give the ball to the fullback. <laughs> exactly. Michael Burton had some good vision there. Yeah. Exactly. That, nice little, that was a nice little cut, man. Yeah. I got to give it to him. Yeah. Nice vision from Tony Jones, too. Yes. 43-yard run. Yes. That deserves a shout-out. I think it's easy to forget about him because... It's like, oh, Julian McLaughlin, yeah. he's incredible. Look at all the things he does. But if you want real gritty special teams, that's Tony Jones. Mm -hmm. You know, McLaughlin can return, but if he's not the returner, what does he do? So uh, it's, it does seem like McLaughlin's the obvious choice right now, but Tony Jones is, is lingering. How many other receivers are we talking about in terms of depth guys? I don't think any of us have mentioned anyone besides Jalen Virgil, though. Mm -hmm. So yeah. maybe... They do keep five receivers, especially, I really hope it's not the case, but especially if Jalen Virgil's injury is bad and maybe uh -huh. season ending, um, where they were going to keep him as a sixth, maybe they just keep five. And then that's a way for Tony Jones to get on the roster as well, to be that backup and also special teamer. So um, maybe that's something roster building that, that we could see. All right, let's hop into some super chats. And when we hit these super chats, hit us with a thumbs up. Again, it really helps us. Shows us that, yeah, we should be doing a podcast here at uh, <laughs> 1027 p.m. Yep. on a Saturday night, even though we do have some drinks. But let's hop into the Super Chats. Greg S. coming in and says, I'm a firm believer that our inside linebacker group is underrated. Give or take the last couple drives. And let's hear it for McLovin. I mean, McLaughlin. <laughs> that was him by the way that was a commenter uh, yeah it's yeah. pretty good pretty good yeah i would say that they're underrated uh, i think they've been playing well for the past couple of seasons especially josie i mean yep. he's one of the more underrated linebackers in the entire league alex singleton had a great year and they talk about his numbers and how he was i think fifth overall but he really didn't play the first three games yeah, yeah. so i mean you leave him in there the entire season yeah. there's no reason why he couldn't lead the league in tackles yep uh, drew sanders is coming on strong seen a couple of nice hits for him today yep. uh, was able to cover a tight end really well yep um so i do think they're under under um what's the word i'm looking undervalued. for undervalued undervalued yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um they've been playing well yeah yeah i, I agree i mean I, I like what i saw from drew sanderson we talked a lot about Alex Singleton. I mean, wasn't he our number one player in the game last week? Uh -huh. yeah. um, and so we gave him a lot of credit. He was making plays, living in the backfield. It They didn't make any big plays today, but it doesn't mean they were bad. I mean, they're very solid. Um, I think the Broncos are, are graded inside linebacker. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Def All right. I mean, those guys are good. Next super chat coming in from Luke says, Sean knows how to build Russ's confidence. It's awesome to see. Todd. In your experience, is tonight an indication that Sean believes in Russ? I feel like his limited snap shows that. Yeah, I definitely believe that he believes in Russ. I think that, you know, it's one, he's one of the reasons why he decided to take this job here in the first place. He saw Russ, he saw the talent around him, and he knew that he could do a better job putting, you know, a team together around Russ than, you know, the previous coaching staff did. So definitely think he believes in Russ. Uh, 13 plays, I think he knows that he has a talented quarterback. 
He's been hyping him up about using his legs. He's been really positive about the things he's seen in practice. So I, for one, definitely believe that he believes in Russell Wilson. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, and I to, to the commenter's point, pulling him after 13 plays, I think, does show that. Mm-hmm. Next super chat from Sean says, I was at the game. Broncos country is the best win or lose. Russ looked amazing. In my opinion, he's officially Russell Wilson. Also, Pookie is an alien. Yes. Well, no, what's the nickname that he wants to be called by now? Oh, what is it? <laughs> Wonder Boy. Uh, yes, Wonder Boy. <laughs> yeah. Who? Javante Williams. Alexis Alexis asked him, like, what what do you want your nickname to be? He said Wonder Boy. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. I can tell that you thought that was crazy with your initial reaction. <laughs> yeah, Wonder Boy. Uh, he's so calm and quiet. I wouldn't even expect that from him. Exactly, yeah. I love that guy. We've got a very fun quote from Sean Payton to end the pod after this super chat. Greg S. says, Todd setting right with them reads, with them oh. ad reads. Yes, yeah. I was, yeah, man, it's a learning curve. You got to get right. Um, you know, I try to prepare in advance, you know, what it might be. But I think over time, I think I keep getting better. Um, I'm trying to get like Zach, man. I think he does a killer job with yeah. this. So. Oh, man, man. And uh, you do a killer job with the fits and uh, the outfits. And I love your outfit, Todd, because it is something I would never wear <laughs> because I literally don't own a pair of jeans. Really? So yeah. I would not just not wear the jeans. I would not wear the jean jacket either. Oh, wow. I mean, I, th- I actually think a jean jacket would be more comfortable in jeans themselves. Yeah. So I got to get you jeans, a jean oh, jacket. No, no. <laughs> Maybe some Gucci I, sneakers. Uh, I swear. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I swear I've tried like everyone. Well, I haven't tried for the past five years wearing jeans. Mm-hmm. But before that, it was like Oh, you got to try this brand. I try it just so uncomfortable. You yeah. got to try this brand. Try it so uncomfortable. I just, jeans are so, so uncomfortable. And everyone's like, oh, it's the most comfortable thing you can wear. I don't get it. I mean, hey. you're also willing to wear sweatpants with a dress shirt. Yes, so. of course. <laughs> the standards might be different. I mean, isn't that just comfort right there? Hey. I mean, that looks like comfort. Yeah. Uh, but one more thing about tonight's game. After the game, Sean Payton was at the podium. And this is coming from Parker Gabriel. He says, I asked Sean Payton if he thought the Jaleel or the Jalen Virgil play at the end of the first half should have been reviewed. Sean Payton answered, well, it went upstairs. Was questioned, did it? And Sean said, yeah, man, it happened super fast for them. Don't know what time flights are leaving tonight. Mm. (laughs) So Sean really (sighs) taking a shot at officials there. Uh huh. They had to get out of there. (laughs) Exactly. Mm. Yep. Yep. And uh, that I I can't wait to see the Sean Payton that we get in the regular season. If this is the Sean Payton we get now, if he's super pissed that last week they lost the game. We'll find out exactly how he was after this game, but I can't imagine he was happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Todd, you said, we saw him and, and Vance Joseph losing their minds mm-hmm. in that last minute of the game. He put a smile on to shake Kyle Shanahan's hand yes. at the end of the game, but uh, I imagine he's going to be very upset. But overall, a good podcast because yep. I think we like what we saw tonight. Uh-huh. Overall, we did. Um, 
I definitely love the passion that Sean brings. Um, you know, you want to see your coach pissed off if, the, if you feel like the ref screwed you or didn't make the right call. You want to see that passion from him um, instead of him just turning and like, oh, I guess that's what they did. <laughs> yeah, like, right, nah, right. be yeah, pissed yeah, about yeah. it. Like, yeah. show us that you care. So, yeah. uh, overall, I think it was, a, it was a pretty solid game for the Broncos. Didn't go the way we wanted to. But as far as, you know, having backups in there, having guys that maybe won't make the roster um, towards the end of the game, I think – after watching the starters play and maybe the second team, I feel confident that this year will definitely be better than next year. Yeah. I mean, than last year. Yeah. 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 It, it was a good night. I'm uh It's a good night. Is that your way of ending it? Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's good keep night. talking. Let's keep talking. I'd love this. Um, I think uh, tomorrow wow. morning, I'm excited. Go back through this game. See uh, 69 grades again. <laughs> Yo, the thing is, you got to do it. Because if, if you post 69 of them, you get 15 people just saying, nice. <laughs> and then that helps with the algorithm. Uh-huh. And so then all of a sudden it promotes into everybody's feed. So I think, yeah, I think 69 is probably the number again. Or if all you right. do 68 or fewer, people are just going to call you lazy this time around. Also true. If anybody calls me lazy, I'll, <laughs> I'll fight them. So that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, the Broncos do not have anything tomorrow, but we will be back on Monday. Uh, maybe an early pod, so just stay tuned for that. Uh, potentially... But stay mm-hmm. tuned to thednvr.com for Henry's game grades probably tomorrow afternoon, probably. evening, yep. where if you're curious about exactly how a certain player did, Henry's going to break it down. So that's going to do it for us tonight. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out. And, man, we are close to the regular season start. And can't wait. Let's go. See ya. Have a good night. I know some land. We used to hit, we're flying cotton.